Hey guys, here we are again, 10 to 15 minutes after some um, connection debacles, this time technologically, but it's a day for me that there's a bit of a theme around this stuff. I started off our conversation before we pressed record with the notion that I'm feeling relatively abandoned. <laughs> um, nervous laughter there, indicating that that really is something that I'm a little bit edgy about. Shad, the fact is, is that um, basically, I've got the, I had the three boys, my three sons, um, this morning going out the door on the way to catching the bus. And um, I'm all big on basically the goodbyes, at least. Bye, Dad. You know, have a good day, that kind of thing. And Malaya was kicking up an absolute stink about even having to go to school, which, as far as I'm concerned, was fair enough. Leaf was begrudgingly just moving at a snail's pace and, you know, kind of just slipped out the door without saying goodbye before I just stopped him, hugged him and just went, come on, <laughs> um, which he sort of limply replied with a, a half hug and no words. And then I yelled out to Arlo, okay, bye Arlo, see you mate. And I realised he was long gone. <laughs> so there wasn't even, a, wasn't even like a, a half, half wrestle with Arlo as he left out the door. Anyway, I felt slightly abandoned and... I didn't even acknowledge to myself that I felt abandoned. I just felt a little bit like, oh, shit. And then I sat with a little bit longer and went, oh, yeah, there's a little bit of an abandonment wound somewhere deep in there speaking to me. So, yeah, that's that's my introduction. How are you guys? Good, I think. I, I better introduce <laughs> you. Di Diana Black, fellow psychotherapist and holistic counsellor from South Coast, New South Wales. I'm Dean Dampany. Same, same, holistic counsellor, psychotherapist, and Chad Taylor. We're all in the same boat. We're all in the Mollymook, Aladala, Conjola, Shoalhaven area. I'm in Lake Tabari. Um, Di, are you sure you're okay? Maybe not. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I'm okay. i am um, been doing a lot of dreaming. Sliding realities, crossing time between different lives, I guess, that I've, yeah, having a bit of a slip slide into different times of my life at the moment with dreams and, and reality and lots of synchronicities happening. Um, that's just what I'm thinking at the moment. Chad, have you got anything more exciting to say? <laughs> well, I thought that was really exciting personally. But, yeah, Chad, chime in. We'll come back to your slip-sliding dream states. Di, that sounds great. Yeah, lovely to hear you guys and happy to be back here. I um, I guess for me the theme of my life at the moment is change. It's just a lot, a lot of change going on in the world collectively. There's a lot of change going on in the world for everyone, you know, and there's a lot of change going on internally for me as well. And that's um, if you asked me a month ago, I'd tell you how much I love change. But ask me today, um, after so much change, there's not really much in my life that was the same as it was a month ago. And... You know, family's still the same, but apart from that, it's um there's been there's been a lot of change brought about, and I believe 
you know, a bit like Di shared about dreaming and I, I believe it's happening for a reason. And it seems to me the theme around a lot of my clients that I'm, I'm sharing with it seem to be all going through the same thing, you know, personal change, environment change, change in friendship groups, relationships. Yeah, so I guess for me it's... um. I'll probably speak about how how I'm how I'm dealing with change and, and how I'm helping others deal with that change, you know, and even sharing with Dean, you know, on that abandonment stuff that he just talked about, you know, it's just change, you know, kids get older, teenagers grow up, they become independent, and life changes. You know, I guess it's about working out how we best deal with change. So yeah, that's that's what's going on in my world at the moment, guys. Mm, thanks for sharing, Chad. Yeah, I've got I've got a few attachments going on with with um, certain civilities that I expect the boys to exchange as they walk out the door. It's my shit. <laughs> I'm not adapted to that change yet. I'm not adapted to have my my progeny to you know, abandon me in my in my in my old age, <laughs> in the house all alone, with without the hugs and kisses, and I love your dad, and oh man, just when the nine-year-old had been long gone, that's where I was like, wow, this is this is really the real deal here. Thought I could hang on to the cute one in my mind anyway, but yeah, losing control of all that is a really really healthy thing. And I guess that's that's a, a pretty key little correlation I'm trying to make there, besides attachment. Or along, alongside attachments, just control. You know, basically things are changing and um, often we say they're changing beyond or out of our control. It's, uh, it's disturbing, it's uncomfortable and that uncomfortableness is within us. It's not anyone else's fault. Anything else is just a projection. Di, I'm curious, how's that dream projector um Speaking to you, what's what's the mess? What's the messages in your dream? I, I love the sliding between worlds, and that's let's call that today's theme. You know, conversations with men and women, conversations for men and women, um, sliding out of control between worlds, and how we adapt to that. Let's go. What's going on, Di? Um. Oh well, actually, I. I guess one thing that I really observed um, was how much your body, a body experience can trigger um, or even a conversation or even just a song that you hear can trigger a memory and that slides you back into another reality of, or another t- period and emotional state, and um, it can evoke a dream, and you weren't even conscious that that body body experience had had um, had been the trigger. You know what I mean? In my experience, it was I actually was hugging my extremely tall nephew. And that's, I mean, really tall, like he's six foot five or something. And I'm sort of shrinking down from five foot one below five foot now as my spine grinds away. And 
um, I realised I was standing on my toes to reach him and it flashed a memory. This was all, in retrospect, I realised all this having afterwards that night I, when I had the dream, I realised that that had been the experience. But when I did recollect that memory, um, I realised that I was back 19 years old in my platform shoes, standing on my cork. They were corks, and they they were bending because I had a tall boyfriend at the time. And when I had to kiss him, I had to reach up on my tippy toes. So my cork platform shoes curved. And I hadn't thought about that relationship at all. But then that night I had a dream that I was back. But not, I was in the present, but back in that relationship and in that experience and actually hugging that person and having that experience. And I, I wrote about it in the morning and I thought, oh my God, you know, that, and that was, you could, you can feel the person, you can smell the person, you can, the memory lingers with you all day. And uh, that's been happening to me a lot. That was one, but I actually wrote the dream down, which I have encouraged you guys to do is first thing in the morning is just because it's so it goes it just disappears as soon as you wake up as soon as you get into this day the day you lose it so you have to write it down and as you write it becomes more and more vivid it go you go into it and you actually can catch it and you have to write it down and I then while I was writing it which is this is the epitome of process this is what we should do in our sessions anyway but you can do it with yourself through your dreams. And I was, um, as I was writing it down, I remembered my cork shoes. And then I flashed back to the day before or the two days before where I had reached to give my um, nephew this hug. But at that time I was giving them, him the hug, had no thought of the person. So there was a perfect example of how the body keeps the score, how your body memory you can just do one little movement that you're not even conscious of, let alone a visual as well, or a, and there you are triggering a memory that has been stored for you to process. And that has continued through the week. I've had several dreams where I'm back because and then I'm able to trace back to a conversation or a glimpse of a face on a television that reminds me of somebody or and then I'm back and I'm thinking this is great I, for my old age I can have a lifetime of entertainment <laughs> just through analyzing my dreams or through process and self-reflection I guess yeah I think that's all I've got to say about that <laughs> Thank you so much. Chad, should you ask Di the question or should I, in terms of what the what the symbolism of the dream was? Chad, what's your hypothesis? Go on, throw it out there. You're allowed to you're allowed to just shimmy that off to back to me or just, I don't know, handle that in whatever way you want. But um I think there is a question there and potentially a hypothesis from you, if not me, that um that we can explore Di's dream and disintegrated spine and second mention of old age within 
um, the first seven minutes of this podcast alongside my mention, of course. Um, yeah, there's more there. Yeah, right. Come on. What do you got for us, Chad? I don't really have a hypothesis at this moment, but um, where, where was the setting of the dream? Like was it present tense or was it past tense? It, no, it's definitely, you know, in your dreams how you, it's not in time. It's on the astral plane, you know, it's somewhere else. It's just an experience and it's you know the essence of that person so you know that that was that person but they might not they might not even look like that person but you know that feeling and you know what it's about but the actual are you talking about the setting of the dream aren't you yeah 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 it's not it's not and it's a bit like it's very similar to when I have dreams of dead people, you know, when people who have died, I dream of them. They, I know it's them. They don't often speak. There's no, there's no dialogue. So everything's happening in concepts and through the mind, but you know it's them. It's weird. I can't explain it. But you guys can probably identify with your own. Yeah, well, if we look at, you know, if we look at dream theory being, you know, a message from the collective consciousness to our personal consciousness, you know, what better time to get a message when our thinking mind is offline? It's probably the most direct access that the universe is ever going to get to to really give, give us these messages. I think possibly the message. What what qualities um, in what, your ex-partner? What, what qualities do you feel like maybe in your ex-partner archetypically do you need to develop in you yeah. or could you develop in you or? Mm, that's an interesting one, yeah, because we were very opposite. Um. And that's possibly something, yeah, I'm, I'm more gregarious and um, this is a recurring theme actually in my life. So uh, I'm more gregarious and talkative and that partner and possibly my present partner and my other partners have been more um, quiet and thoughtful, not as impulsive as, as me possibly. So this could be this could be my message to calm the fuck down. <laughs> I don't know. It was just a lovely thing. Also, also the 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 grieving of that deep connection, I guess, and real and a message for me to wake up and keep that alive in my present relationship too mm. and to learn to listen to learn to listen yeah thanks Di. I know nothing about platform shoes it's nothing about platform shoes that's for sure <laughs> although although I am getting very short but yeah anyway so for me I guess when I when I dream journal I try and I try and detail as much as I can 
you know, if there's a song, if there's a song in my dream, I'll try and work out what that song means. It's all about what it means to me. You know, almost everything in a dream is a reflection of something that I need need to embody in myself or could embody in myself or back to that theme of change, may need to change in myself. You know, I, um, I've just moved back into my family home where I grew up. I'm back in my old bedroom from 10 years old and, um, and it's almost surreal to me. Wow. And so far, you know I, know, I know the dreams are coming, but so far um, it's been a lot easier transition than I thought it would be. And it was funny, I was listening to Teal Swan a few weeks ago or a couple of months ago actually. She talked about going back, you know, around around middle age and revisiting your childhood home as a way of almost going back into the cocoon and and having some kind of symbolic rebirth and life circumstances have sort of sent me right back into the cocoon, right back into the original bedroom that hasn't changed. You know, it's still got the original walls, wow. your carpet, and the original blinds and symbolically there's there's going to be things for me that that I can I feel like I can come out of that bedroom different you know and and in a way a dream does the same thing for me you know I've I've had dreams that archetypically you know almost every person or every symbol in my dream I try and work out how can I how can I use that for me to grow be like you said, what what is the opposite of that that I'm not embodying in my life? You know, it's um collectively it's a perfect time for change and, and self-development, I feel, and inner work for everybody. You know, I know a lot of my clients seem to be falling apart. It's almost like their whole, you know, talk about sliding doors and reality shifts, which which is what you opened with die. You know, it's um It's almost like their old realities are changing, you know, and and there's this new reality, and a lot of people aren't ready to ready to come with that. You know, a lot of people aren't ready to change, aren't ready to see the world in a different way. But I feel like we're going through a time universally where there's going to be a lot of change, and I feel like a lot of people are going to fall apart, and a few people are going to embrace it. So symbolically for me, I'm I'm really grateful that, you know, I'm back where I am. I'm doing the work that I am both on myself in my relationships, you know, and, and I can identify, you know, what to me, if if I don't change the inside, it doesn't matter what changes on the outside, it doesn't actually change. You know, it's almost like, you know, the reality I see the world through is the reality that I experience. So I'm really, really digging deep through this time and a lot of my clients are as well, that, you know, to change my reality, I have to change. So, yeah, it was, it was great hearing you, hearing you share your dream, Diane. I'm sure there is something in those cork shoes. I have no idea, but there's something in them. I just want to be tall. <laughs> There you go. No, no, I don't. I'm okay with being short. I've accepted that. What about you, Dean, hiding over there? 
Oh, I love that last quote that you said, Chad, if you want to change reality, your reality, mm. what was it? If you want to change reality, you've, you've got to change. So that's <clears throat> super strong to me. Um, dancing around a little bit, like die as far as messages from your dreams and symbols and, you know, the archetype, archetypal roles that are, are playing through. If nothing else, I love that your dreams symbolise that we are always dancing between uh, more present consciousness and, and the stuff that lies within our consciousness towards the deeper recesses of um of that so you know the the message being that we we are between worlds all the time in one way or another in other words that um the reality that we think we're existing is continually being taunted for want of a better word by our unconscious to to change according to the reality so yeah that's that's you know, there are so many levels of symbolism within our dreams woken or asleep sleep or woken um you know just chad you returning to the bedroom there of your ten-year-old self, mm. it started painting the 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 interlinkage of you know the fact that my almost ten-year-old son you know left the bedroom this morning without it without even a goodbye <laughs> or an or an acknowledgement, um, and yeah, collectively all of us, you Chad, myself, you and I being connected alongside Di, Arlo, my almost ten-year-old, and myself. Yeah, in in connections, father and son, we're all playing out this karmic unfolding together. Um, you know, Chad will return to, you know, figuratively speaking, metaphorically speaking, his bedroom, or you know, in reality, return to that bedroom one day and um, and unconsciously have some kind of an imprint of walking out the door as he did this morning, and um, and yeah, looking into that and understanding in himself whether or not it's something that is um, that is totally comfortable with comfortable with in the deepest seat of his unconscious or or otherwise in which case if it is otherwise he might end up having some strange dreams about needing to step up with his cork high heel shoes <laughs> or, or otherwise um yeah it's amazing how this stuff plays out that's for sure you know i think um you know i, I really yeah at the moment control just keeps on stabbing me in the face at the moment in terms of the theme of this conversation and um, relinquishing control is so important, which which you've done circumstantially. We all do as a practice, but we all need to do more so um, to become free to the unconscious direction that we can all gain from. Um, you know, what is the driving force for all of us being here is to try and improve people's lives as we continue to work on our own and um, hopefully share something that's going to allow others to to gain some kind of insight um, as well. And I just can't help to wonder what the message is here, you know, just or in, well, what the what the to do list is here for those of us out there who are who are basically experiencing radical change, let's call it, and it's it's uncomfortable. How do we, you know, what's what's a to do list in terms of managing this? Um, yeah, let me just leave that as the open-ended question. I know we've obviously come up with some some advice already, but let's let's workshop that. I'd imagine we've probably got about what ten to fifteen minutes left at the most, Chad, to do that. So, Di, I'm going to leave that one with you for the time being, and yeah, see if we can see if we can come up for something with a come up for something with for our listeners in terms of managing radical change as best we can.
in relationship ideally, but relationship being with ourselves and with others, obviously. What is amazing is that I've just noticed that in front of me, I have a picture of my grandmother who I was really close to and me holding her hand as she was on her way out pretty much. I've just noticed it's there. And um, her words, I was just looking at her and I thought, why, is, why am I suddenly noticing you there and what's this got to do with it? But um, then you said that. Um, and what she used to say was, this is this is the way it is now. This is how it is now. She was really somebody who was open to change. And there is a catch cry of, at the moment. I keep hearing it everywhere. It is what it is. Everybody seems to be able to say that. <clears throat> That's Have you heard that all the time lately? Everyone's saying all it is the, what it all is. The time, like, all the time. We're going to abbreviate it further. I'm not sure how. Maybe tis, tis, or tis, twat, tis. <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, every. every <laughs> Everywhere it is what it is. It's almost it's going to get shorter, I'm sure, because yeah, within the vernacular, it's just getting screamed out from the hilltops, left, right, and center. Isn't it weird? It is. It is what it is. So yeah, basically, there's change. We need to accept <laughs> change. Um, I love that your grandmother was all over it, and of course she was. Yeah, um, amazing. How do but we, yeah, that how do we change? Yeah, how do we integrate the the words of like, hey, it's changing for sure. Like, it's great to hear it said out loud. It's great to hear it. How do we go about it? The acceptance. I feel like it goes back to that, you know, really what is the meaning to my existence? You know, and do I believe that I'm in complete control here? Am, am I in control of my reality or do I believe in fate? Do I believe in a... You know, I know we've only got five or ten minutes left, but do do we believe? Do I believe that I'm a passenger to life, and that there's an energy, underlying energy in the universe that's, it's a little bit more important than Chad, or do I believe that? You know, how much difference do I really have over my life on the scheme of eight billion human beings on the planet? You know, and and for me, I trace it right back to. You know, almost. You know, whether whether I believe in the Big Bang scientifically or whether I believe in some kind of benevolent force, for me, I all, you know, I believe that we all came from the same energy and therefore I, I have to be a passenger to that energy, you know, and that's back to that reality. You know, and, and quantum quantum physics and quantum mechanics now is kind of, in a way, the new age religion. It's the, it's the religion of, of the current time and it, it kind of proves the same thing that, that a lot of the greatest wisdom traditions have proved, you know. So I guess what, what I'm trying to pass on to my clients and obviously for me to be able to pass it on and for it to have any sort of message, any depth and weight, I need to embody it in myself is just almost just that complete surrender, you know, of, you know, this is life. You know, this is my reality. What what was my reality yesterday may not be my reality today. And I feel like that's, you know, on the scheme of the world, you know, there's no way any of us would have thought 12 months ago there'd be vaccine passports and, and there'd be such a divide in the world over something, something that wasn't even in our 
reality, if you want to talk about realities, you know, and that, you know, there's there's just so much happening. But I, I do hold a I do hold a great deep truth that this is all happening for the right reason. You know, everything that's happening to me and everything that's happening to the world, whether it seems good or bad in my reality, is actually happening for a reason. And I believe that, you know, in the end, we are all going along in this in this kind of, you know, life force. The dreaming behind the dreaming, I suppose, the dreaming while we're awake, you know. There's always a dreaming behind our reality if we just actually take a deep breath, focus on what's going on, you know, and and most of the suffering, most of the suffering with change happens in, in our mind. I know it happens in my mind. You know, I can't remember the last time in the, la- in the last couple of weeks where the problem has not been in my mind. So for me, it's all about if I can change my thinking, I can change my reality. You know, and that's kind of where I work on with my clients. It's actually, it's all well and good to do a to-do list and a, some goal setting and write out a treatment plan. But at the end of the day, if I change the inside, the outside will, will fall into place. And, and I truly believe that. So I guess... Summing up your question, Dean, surrender, complete surrender to what is, is the way I'm trying to handle this. As you think, so shall it be. As you think, so shall it be. Mm. What about you, Dean? What, 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 what's your take on, on dealing with change? I know you've, you've got a bit of a Buddhist background and... Mm. Yeah, ooh, let's see. There's a lot of things that came up for me, though. Yeah, there's so many cliches too, right? Like I, I do hear, along with it is what it is, as um, quite often I hear where the, uh, where the thoughts go, the energy flows. Um, so there we're starting to dance around with consciousness a little bit more. And uh, the consciousness discussion we're having, broadly speaking, right now is not so much about the stuff which makes us super stoked and joyful and and happy, although um, conversely that's what we're talking about because to eradicate or strip back um, the layers that that we're cloaked with of the things that make us unhappy consciously and unconsciously, um, we we find happiness. So from a Buddhist perspective right there, uh, I I speak to myself and I I interpret things in the lingo of the concept of removing the layers of our perception and our feelings and our senses, all the layers that consciously um, and otherwise bring upon us things that um, don't feel good, so don't feel right. Um, In our our body primarily is where we, we have these memories of the associations with negative emotions, uh, as we've alluded to already so many times throughout the podcast. So stripping back those layers, I believe, from a Buddhist perspective, um, we reveal the essence that you alluded to, Chad, or an essence that you alluded to uh, that is benevolent. Um, I, from a Buddhist perspective, again, regard that in terms of um, the, the, the Buddha within or the, the 
pure essence that we resonate in all-encompassing loving joy and kindness that's what i believe in the faith that i behold and testing the hypothesis every single day as i go and um that's that's who we are deep down and so when i think about um the the things that come up against us for change um that that suck at the time because we're resistant we've got a tension against it I think about basically broadening my scope and stripping away some of those layers of my um, association with those things. So, you know, I look at it, what is it? Let's use Arlo walking out the door without saying goodbye. Why is it that actually that means anything to me? Where did I learn that that's something that I need to be happy? And with that, I can let go of that association um, to to an extent and, and be more free from it, be less impeded by it, and then become more loving and pure in my in my regard for for the world as I perceive it, for the experience that I'm um, expanding into as I as I feel into it. So, I guess really the biggest overlying concept that I hold really close to me is, um, be it as a Buddhist or otherwise, is that basically the change that hurts um, is here for us to be challenged by, and I have the faith that those challenges are. With within our journey to basically create positive change, and I, I selfishly, indulgently embrace that that change for myself. But I, beyond that, um, basically embrace that change collectively for the sake of all others, and embrace that change with growth association for all others. So that's where my faith lies. I basically see stuff that sucks as being the challenge that we need to grow collectively, and with that strap it on and it takes faith and it takes experimenting with that position of faith to to relay to me at least that so far so good the hypothesis is is something that i can work with because it works for me and um yeah i try and energetically share that as much as i can <laughs> thanks dane thanks for sharing with us how about you We've only got now. We've got about five minutes left. Huh? What are your takeaways, Di, for for dealing with change? Acceptance, yeah. Um, you get better at it as you, as you get older. And I was just thinking that if the dream state, in a dream state, we don't. Everything's changing. Every every few seconds you know we, we're so fluid and it's absolutely absurd sometimes in our dreams so if you can achieve that separate uh, um, objectivity that that meta view where you are watching and just watching the process without getting pulled in um, it's really hard with your attachment to things though like with and saying goodbye but I was a quick quick swing of interpretation on that that was also showing that he's independent and strong and he may be you know that's not necessarily that's something of him asserting his independence which is a successful thing as far as a parent's concerned if they're not too attached and they can confidently stride out the door and what a, what a beautiful message that is. And, you know, what a beautiful message for me to hear and contemplate as well, Di. You know, they're, they're all symbols. They're all relatable. If there's any energy in it, 
at all for for us. Um, and there's energy there. I could I could spend the next week talking about independence and all of that. It's it's perfect. I don't want to take. Yeah, I don't want to take over because yeah, I, I really loved everything you were saying there. Please continue if you if you'd like to. No, no, I, I'm, I was finished. I think we've only got a couple of minutes left anyway. So, um, yeah, is it, it's great is it the way it just flows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so great. Yeah, we look could at, talk, <clears throat> talk forever. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And yeah, in summary, the. The theme has changed. <laughs> the the all-encompassing theme today for us, at least, and no doubt representing those that, you know, I guess orbit, orbit on the same fractals we're on right now, beyond us, through us, within us, um, yeah, is affecting the collective in, in that theme as well. There's no question about it. So, yeah, that's so good to be able to contemplate it at the least and, yeah, I really liked what you said about taking the MetaVision diets and in another way that I express that is it's basically taking the ego, the I, the self out of it to some extent as a as a meta observer. And um yeah, and with that faith be able to understand that it's all all part of the um the karmic forces unfolding, the causes and conditions um aligning and it's the less resistance and more acceptance we give that. The, the faster the the positive change that transacts from the from the experience. Sliding mm. doors. <laughs> and I think the more sliding doors, the better. The more we slide in and out, the more that we live between worlds, the, the more primed we are for for seeing the, the symbol of absolutely everything um, that carries significance for Chad, us. Chad. Chad's actually slid right in the real door again, though. He's actually living the two lives parallel in the same room now in reality, which is amazing. Yeah, and it's taking complete surrender. You know, I guess for me it's just about staying present. That's what I'll, I'll leave with, you know, even that word happiness, you know, from the stuff that I've researched it derives from, you know, to be present as the moment is happening. So it's all about being present. Right here, right now. Cool. Oh, well, let's use that epic little sayonara of being present to, to say goodbye. Thank you. Deep gratitude. Thanks, Love guys. Great guys. to talk again. Thanks, Dean. Thanks, Di. Thanks. Thanks so much, guys. That was great.